0: So we're going to start, and I'm going to, this is going to be, I forget, this is either episode three or four in the whole list of things. I I knew the first two. I think you're four. I think we're going to say, I'm going to do it twice, and then I'll edit it together later. Hi, so this is episode three of Not A Genre. Hey, this is episode four of Not A Genre. <laughs> we got that covered. Uh, this is Mel Rainsberger. This week, we are talking about... Kind of not a movie because, surprise, you can't actually rent or buy it digitally. So uh, a few episodes from Cowboy Bebop and then the first movie of the Guardians of the Galaxy hopefully series.
1: Duology.
0: Duology Mm -hmm. right now. Uh, Maybe trilogy, maybe like sextology? Sex. Sextology? Like I'm trying to think of the really high.
1: quadril. Oh.
0: Like higher numbers, like six and seven and
1: eight. I hope not, dude.
0: Oh, I like the second one.
1: I haven't seen the second one. I really want to, actually.
0: Uh, And I'm here with Kieran McDonough, and then he gets to introduce himself.
1: Hi, I'm Kieran McDonough, award-winning filmmaker and actor. Uh, I will be attending film school next year to pursue my dream of making a kung fu western and a monster movie. Uh, What were the other questions?
0: Oh, I'm going to ask those. I'm
1: tall. I'm not good at (laughs) basketball. Uh, I have a dent in my chest. I have
0: a crest on my head, like a crest that goes like that.
1: There's a bump on the back of my head that annoys the shit out of me because it's a little bit to the left of the center of my skull. So if I'm resting my head up against a board, like a headboard for a bed, it's, it leans slightly to one side. Like I can't it's not wear hats. Even.
0: I can't wear like hard helmet hats because my head is like basically like that. Like where I wear bike helmets is a lot of space on the side. It's very like awkward. <laughs> it's great. I'm going to die someday.
1: We all are. Um,
0: so the first question I'm going to ask you is, What are the fir- what is the first animated movie you remember seeing?
1: I'm going to go with John the Fearless.
0: I don't actually know this one.
1: This is a Dutch. I have it on VHS still, and I really want to watch it, but my VCR doesn't work. Um, it's, it was a dub of a Dutch movie. It's like Jan Zonderfries or something. Uh, and it's about a... Dude who looks like He Man, and from what I remember, he kicks everybody's ass, and then he accidentally kills his cousin who dresses up as a ghost to try to scare him. He like bludgeons him against a tree, (laughs) and is forced to run away. He meets some wuss dude, and then has to kill some villain. Like a lot of shit happens. I don't remember. Where did you
0: get this? I don't
1: remember at all. It's I've seen it a lot, and then he has to fight this guy called, like, the Kluda or something. He was scary, too. He he. That scene, I think, is actually pretty cool-looking and scary. It's a cool monster design. Antlers and fur and skulls and red eyes. And
0: You can't find it on, like, just YouTube?
1: It's only in Dutch that I've seen. Um, so, I mean, I bet if I did more digging I could find it. But there's that. And then the other thing is that he said, I'm only going to marry... I will only marry a woman who can scare me. And so they meet this woman. Obviously, there's like the the dame that he meets. And because it's a European fantasy movie from like the, the long time ago. I feel like this sounds like 70s or 80s. I was going
0: to say, it sounds like 70s. It sounds like weird 70s. <laughs> uh,
1: and I remember that. She says, like, oh, I'll have to return home now or some something really innocuous. And John the Fearless, who has gone on record saying, I'll only marry a woman who can scare me, uh, says, oh, just the thought of that gives me a heart attack. And then his wussy friend laughs his ass off. He's like, ha ha, John, now you have to marry her. And then he proposes, just on the spot, just proposes, and then it ends. Um, Good. So that was the first animated movie I remember seeing. I feel like I saw that the youngest
0: Yay. What's the last animated movie you've seen? Like, the most current. And it doesn't have to be a current movie. It's just the one you saw most recently.
1: Oh. Oh, my God. Uh, Your Name.
0: Yeah, I've heard that's really good. Fucking
1: great. I saw that twice. Uh, I saw it on an airplane with Shin Godzilla. I would be remiss not to mention Shin Godzilla (laughs) while I have something of a captive audience because that's fucking awesome. I was going to say something Big Hero 6 because I couldn't really remember, but I remember I was on a plane. And then they had Your Name, so I watched that, and I don't remember if it was my dad sitting in front of me or a stranger, but it's so intense, and so good. I also love Supernatural Love Stories, one of my favorite movies. Is, I didn't know
0: it was that. No, I don't care about spoilers, so. Yeah,
1: it's, I mean, that much I, can, I think I can get into safely. The rest is, I, I yeah. don't think you want to go into it knowing anything else, but it's a Supernatural Love Story about... Uh, a boy and a girl. The girl lives in rural Japan in a rural Japanese town. And the boy lives in Tokyo. And uh, when they fall asleep, they switch bodies. Or like sometimes they switch bodies, sometimes they don't. And they get into wacky hijinks and start learning about each other's lives. And it's, there's also some really cool kind of... This sounds
0: like a short story I've read that actually got turned into an episode of Masters of Horror on Showtime. Think the title of that was Jennifer, and it was way creepier because it's a horror story. I think the g- guy that pl- this is all a lot of triangulation. The guy that played Elliot in ET is in it. I don't remember that actor's name, but I'm pretty sure that's the guy. And basically, he can see through the eyes of a woman, and he ends up like falling in love with her, and then I think killing her because he co- becomes obsessed with her. But there's this. The short story was like a little less creepy, even though it was still a horror short story. Short story, it was less like obsessively weird. Um, but yeah, about like a man that could experience life as a woman, but I think it's like he had to eat chocolate or something. It was very strange.
1: Yeah. This is not, this isn't like that really not, there's not a really creepy angle. It's not really about experiencing life as a, as a woman or as a man. It's just something that kind of happens. It's a weird fate, supernaturally stuff going on. And I guess it plays a lot with. With gender roles, which is fun. You can see over the course of the movie how the different characters present themselves. Where the, I think Mitsuha is the girl's name. And she starts off running very, like Velma and Scooby-Doo is how I can imagine it. That's awesome. But then she, towards the end of the movie, she spent more time in a guy's body and then inhabiting a guy's role or place in society and starts running with more of, like, a masculine kind of gait. So, I mean, that's such a, really, a ridiculous thing to say, obviously. But more, less like Velma and more like Fred, I'm going to say. Oh, uh, I was going to say, or Shaggy. Shaggy's <laughs> got a weird run, though. <laughs> yeah, no, Shaggy looks like, I had a reference, by I totally, oh, like Hakim Abdul from uh. Cowboy Bebop, who's absolutely named after her. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Uh, the references in that show are so easy, by the way. Um, but yeah, that's the last mo- animated movie I saw.
0: Cool. I'm not gonna. I I don't say what I've watched. I just ask people because I'm curious, like what more there is out there. Because eventually we're gonna run out of my childhood hits, <laughs> right? We're gonna you can't run just out. Just keep
1: watching the last Unicorn.
0: And but I also want to do Unico.
1: Oh, I haven't even seen that one yet. Oh,
0: Unicorn's so good. You need to watch both of them. So the, the sequel is way creepier than the first movie. And the first movie has like a rape demon. So the second movie is like...
1: I remember you You told me to watch that after we watched Legend, which was a hit. Yeah. Even though I showed it to my friends and there were mixed reactions.
0: So they I was no talking taste. about this with Raz going on a tangent about unicorns. He, um, I, um I said this about... The last unicorn but i i was echoing something you said about legend which is that i was like okay this happened a long time ago there's clearly even better stuff we've made since then like this got made so there's gonna be
1: there's nothing better there's nothing it just
0: they didn't like continue on with that and so that's like it's one lone like really cool sad unicorn movie like slightly anime-esque and you're like oh damn it with music by america and he goes, Yeah, and when I was in college and I like try to explain to my friends they might like this, you know, they see this fucking cover and they're just like, That is a girls' movie and it is a bad one and I don't want to see it. So he stopped showing them the cover and he's like, You see, uh Lord of the Rings hadn't come out yet. Yeah. The live action. And so he's like, You've seen the live act or you've seen the animated Lord of the Rings, right? It's by the same people.
1: The ho- that might be my first and one the Hobbit- actually is The Hobbit
0: oh i love the hobbit the hobbit's really good too
1: i love i love that movie i
0: like the animated movie a lot i mean the live action one's bad but (laughs) i I I really like i really like i got to two on the live action hobbit only because i liked that part of the book so much i had to see it yeah but just, it was crap.
1: Doesn't it end with the spiders? The first movie ends right before they get to... The mountain. ...Mirkwood Forest, or where the spiders are involved? Because I remember that. Maybe.
0: I can't even remember. But I remember it's like almost like a bad Bechdel test. The Hobbit rarely speaks in the first movie. He's like a non-character. And he's <clears throat> like... This is just terrible. It's all terrible. The The dwarves go into the mountain after Bilbo in the live action movie and there's this whole like chasing down a river of liquid gold. It's so
1: fucking stupid. stupid.
0: Like the whole point of this is that only Bilbo can do certain things. And what they do in the second movie is like, oh no, the dwarves can totally go in and do stuff too. And it was like, that was the whole point is that he goes in and he burgles because he's the guy that they got to do that. But if they go after him and go in then what was the fucking point of having him there at all
1: oh also the goblin song i did hear the goblin song cuz that's my favorite song from the animated movie who was that rankin bass
0: yeah rankin bass did uh, all that stuff
1: yeah cuz the goblin song in the animated one is awesome cuz rankin bass had a lot of those like really bassy dudes going on
0: he had he he got folk music people to do it like, good folk music. Like, much like The Last Unicorn, like, like a had, folk had folk band. music
1: like America.
0: Yeah, it was, like, really great music. But I was going to say, so what he did, uh, Raz doing was just not showing his friends the cover and being like, we're going to watch a movie by the same studio that did the animated Lord of the Rings.
1: That shouldn't be a selling point either.
0: Well, he got them to watch the Unicorn movie, The Last Unicorn, Fair. and they liked it, and then they saw the cover, and they were like, yeah, I wouldn't have watched that otherwise so he won in a good way he got he got people to watch the sad unicorn movie we talked way too much about feminism on that one
1: because <laughs> it was I interesting. Like that's kind of a solid thing to talk about when you're talking about the last unicorn
0: and fury road
1: oh yeah naturally
0: um so i what i hit upon might be a really interesting thing in general to talk about and we'll sort of start at the beginning of the movie and then go through sort of both how they kind of like interweave but One thing that I was, what I was watching that really stood out is how much, so to go backwards a little bit, the reason I picked these two movies is that they're both space operas or movies entities, space operas with really, really strong musical cues. Um, But for Cowboy Bebop, because it's an entire show and it's a lot longer than movie, I decided we'd focus on the first, third, and ninth episodes, which is where the main characters come in. So rather than sort of trying to talk about, I believe, like 30 episodes all together, there's like too much there. Whereas Guardians of the Galaxy is a two hour movie, it's really hard it's to get. It's a combat.
1: long movie. It doesn't feel like it, though. <laughs> no, it doesn't. i was surprised doesn't. by how well it is it's, written. Yeah. Yeah. This-
0: I was re-watching it, and there's parts of it that I'm like, that's very silly. Yeah. And you're like, it did not come across as that silly. Like, he basically laughs like Bugs Bunny when he's getting away with the orb the first time. Like, if you watch, he's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and I'm like, how did I miss how stupid that is?
1: I didn't like it the first time I saw it. I don't, it's not, I don't know. It's not that I didn't like it. It wasn't memorable to me. And I could not remember anything that happened at all. I didn't really like it, I didn't get all the buzz, but I also saw it when it came out when everybody's like, This movie is just the shit. It's the best thing to happen since Star Wars and I just did not get It's kinda of
0: like Star Wars meets fifth element though. So yeah, so we're really just focusing on three episodes and then the first Guardians of the Galaxy and not the second one. But as I was watching the two of them, the thing that really struck me is how while they have these very strong superficial elements. It seemed like, in a way, Guardians of the Galaxy, being the live-action movie, had a simpler theme about just family. And I don't... I didn't get that family was a part of Cowboy Bebop. They never operate as a family. It's almost like roommates.
1: Yeah, I like that a lot, though. I mean, when...
0: No, not that it's a bad thing. But I just oh, no, like I, I was like trying to see if I could find some like greater similarity, and that it struck me. I was like, no, it's like a bunch of college, like after college roommates I mean, all Spike, trying to get along.
1: Spike says right after they are forced to pick up Edward, he's like, I hate kids, women, and dogs, and we have all three on the ship, and the only one he wants to hang out with is Jet, who's basically just his mom.
0: Jet's like his mom slash the person that originally got the apartment. And then like lost their job or like, is it making so much money? So they had to bring in their, like, Jet's like the person that like after college got their own apartment, realized they couldn't afford it and brought in the least scuzzy of the people they knew in college. And that's Spike. Like, I guess I'll bring you in. Like, you're not going to like pee on everything and you'll only no, have feel, to do the dishes. So feel that's like cool. I like
1: Jet has more affection for Spike than that. There, I I yeah. like Jed a lot as just kind of like a sort of you know like the gentle giant kind of character. He's shown a lot, in, you know. He cooks for them. He's shown a lot doing very
0: uh, motherly things.
1: Motherly, but also like he's like tending to bonsai trees, which is like oh, very yeah, nurturing and. Uh,
0: and it's his ship. I mean, that's usually I describes it. It's like his. Yeah. Like he he figures out the missions. He like Spike. Joins in or not? Like when with the Edward one, it's like Spike at first is like, "No, thank you." The hackers are boring, which they are. Hackers are
1: totally boring. Uh, they can be boring storylines. Have you seen the movie Hackers?
0: Yes, but that's ridiculous. It's good in a bad is fucking
1: way. Awesome! I love that movie.
0: But but yeah, Spike Spike is more like uh like a tenant than like a like a partner. It's like they are partners, but that's not how Spike sees it.
1: That's how I see it.
0: Yeah, that's how we see it. Um, Romantic partners. <laughs> that's fine. Oh, that those images are on the internet. They're
1: oh, t- oh, yeah.
0: And when I was writing my notes, I was like, Edward is clearly that person that you're kind of friends with that thinks they're better friends with you <laughs> than you think you are with them. Because I had forgotten that Edward like had researched them. Yeah. That she had like found out who they were ahead of time and like fell in love with them and been like, I want to be friends with you.
1: I feel like Ed more just likes them, at least at the beginning just because they're adventurous and obviously super cool. Definitely the character. Yeah, but it's like that
0: nerd kid in high school that's like, I'm going to be friends with the cool kids.
1: kids. Oh yeah, I had to deal with that all the time, (laughs) being such a cool guy. It was not Uh, that person. I I wasn't either. Um, But also I think Ed's Earth sucks, so i I think that Ed just saw them as the best way to get off.
0: Ed lived underground. I mean, like, Earth sucked. Ed lived underground. I mean, because they say that, that, like, Earth constantly gets bombarded by rocks.
1: I think it's neat how... Because when they went to Tijuana in the first episode, they call it Tijuana. Yeah. And then I'm like, but where are they? That the I guess I miss that they went to that ring satellite. Because when I'm there... Or when they're there, I was watching it and the world folded upwards. I'm like, where the fuck are they? This is not Tijuana. No. But, uh...
0: Yeah, there's, there's never, like, a clear... It's not the way Guardians of the Galaxy is. Like, now you are here. Now you are at this new place. Why doesn't,
1: why doesn't Peter Quill ever just go back to Earth?
0: I don't know. Probably because he doesn't want to know, like, his grandfather died and, like, how shitty it is.
1: That's fair. He's
0: constantly, like, running away from things. Like, Ver- Verite, the pink girl that's in his like hold he's like i thought i left you like he's not like he's not one he's not one to like maintain a relationship
1: maybe we should get into this later because right (laughs) at the end of the movie it brings up a lot of weird oedipal shit uh yeah where gamora is like take my hand and he flashes back to his mom being like take my hand peter yeah and then he doesn't he call he's like mom and starts crying he's like you want to fuck that so bad and yeah. now you're conflating her with your own dead mom
0: nope um and he, yeah and one thing i wrote down like consistently and i keep telling my friends this i really believe this bay valentine is not gomora i think gomora is more mm-mm. like jet like she takes care of them and and sort of like and they're probably working towards a romantic relationship with her and Peter Quill, but that's not the way she, that's not her role yeah. as much. Like, she. her role is what Jet's role is, to, like, make sure they're on track, staying together, being taken care of, that they're working to their best ability. Um, and Faye Valentine is way more rocket, Like, this chaotic character that constantly argues with the main character and...
1: Faye Valentine's awesome. And
0: helps, but also screws stuff up in equal measures.
1: Mm-hmm i know groot, are I just say them. groot is jet
0: maybe a little bit
1: i, I and mean, they have that same gentle giant charisma which groot only accomplishes i think because vin diesel is just this bizarre like anti-charisma machine but like it he he's so uncharismatic that he is just rocketed to being just the most charismatic person with, I can think we of. We
0: were talking on another one about how I'd love to see just a Superman movie where he's Superman and he's like a weird alien Superman, not like a normal he's a guy.
1: Weird alien dude.
0: <laughs> like like the like showing Superman as an actual more alien yeah. like personality-wise, like just not somebody you can click him with.
1: Yeah, but, but he's I, like, I mean, I feel like also Vin Diesel was like, "Oh, I'm recording every single I am Groot." In know, other languages. And in other languages. That pisses me off. His Chinese was subpar. Uh, but he, he his scenes similar to the Iron Giant, which was also my other what movie has made you cry uh, yes. answer. It's either that or your name. Um, but just character that you can relate to but is alien either because they're a tree or because they're a massive robot. Uh with with that heart of gold, who seems really profound, Groot, and just Vin Diesel by extension, I feel like understands. The well, that's
0: Gamora too. Like, oh, you think she's an assassin? You sh- you think she's a bad person? You find out like she's a good person.
1: Yeah, no, she's Groot just though. Awkward. There's never any doubt that he's he's just operating on a higher level than every other living thing.
0: Well, that's why I think he's just Ein. Like, I always think Ein knows a little more than what's oh, going yeah. on. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I love Ayn. the dog. The dog is like. Like, secretly, super smart, and is like, I'm just not going to talk to you guys. You're so dumb. <laughs> You're beneath me. Fine.
1: Groot doesn't think anyone's beneath him, though. No, I, but I, I like, think
0: Ein does. Yeah.
1: I think, I mean, I like that Ein hangs out with Ed a lot because Ed. I mean, one, I think Ed's difficulty getting along with other humans can translate maybe to her getting along with Ein really well, but also. Ed and I are easily the most intelligent members of that crew.
0: Yeah, yeah, Faye Valentine never, like, exhibits that... She's, like, um... It's not emotional intelligence. What's it called? It's, like, street smarts, but there's yeah. no actual word for it. But I think she has, like, situational intelligence. Like, a way of getting out of bad situations. But she's not, like, technically knowledgeable. She's not, like, a really good pilot or anything. She's just...
1: She's a solid pilot, I She's
0: solid, but I'm saying there's no, like, extraordinary, like, ability in those regards. Yeah,
1: she's just... I mean, she's tough. She's street smart, and I don't know. She she can get herself out of situations, and very similar to Spike, she never takes responsibility for fucking up or like accepts that the danger that she got herself in was. Well, that's ever. like Rocket. Rocket's yeah. like,
0: I've got this thing that can blow up a moon. Why would you keep that in a box? And he's like, eh. eh. Don't you think that's dangerous, that thing you've inv- Not really. <laughs> not at all. Don't care.
1: I, I don't think Peter Quill is Spike, though. I don't think that. I mean, just for the sake of comparing them. Yeah, one mean, they the just, other. Yeah, I mean, they
0: just, they're they're at least, while well, they might not be similar personality-wise. They are in the same, like, hierarchy.
1: Yeah, fly by the sea of your pants, Western hero. They're
0: sort of the main character, but ultimately they don't do as much as all the other characters. They do a lot, but not like everybody else has a more specialized skill set. Yeah.
1: They're bringing in. And And
0: Spike doesn't force family to on everybody the way Peter's like, You are all my family now.
1: I just seen the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy 2, the nerve for them to cop the Furious 7 trailer line where Vinny's like, I don't got friends. I got family. And then they cop that in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It's like, You think you can get away with that? Uh, Especially when sorry to every single person on the planet fast and furious is far superior to the marvel cinematic universe it's not even a question
0: <laughs> we're not going to debate that one right now but um, um me,
1: is there an initial d anime we're going to talk about that in fast and furious one day
0: initial d <laughs> it's
1: just a. it's a i think it's a Manga, but I don't know if it's also an anime. It's a drifting, street racing entity.
0: Oh, and that was part of it. And this, I was writing down my notes and I was like, essentially, and this is the brilliance of Guardians of the Galaxy that it's not just like a space opera with people, but that they have their own little unique spin on even the Guardians of the Galaxy universe, which is that they're kind of rednecks in space. Like Yandu's definitely a redneck, oh, yeah. as is Peter Quill. It's shown by that from like him coming from his grandfather and all those people um the sort of very kurt russell-y background that they explore in the second movie i i
1: really want to see that just for kurt i love oh there's so
0: much making fun of kurt russell's hair in the 80s there's like a lot of like just subtle nods to how feathery his hair was it was
1: awesome he looks so cool in everything he's in kurt russell's like he's sexy
0: he's i i firmly believe That he is not... That Kurt Russell exists in the Guardians of the Galaxy universe, and that the alien chose to look like him to get laid. Like, that he, you know, specifically... That it's not a coincidence, and there's no Kurt Russell. That they are like...
1: Oh, yeah, that's... Because Kurt Russell would have to exist in Earth on the 80s, pop culture-wise.
0: Yeah. I think he does, though. I'm saying he didn't just make a face... That happens to look like Kurt Russell, and there's no Kurt Russell in that universe. I think there's a Kurt Russell in that universe. It's
1: Kurt Russell, and Peter Quill's dad saw that and was yeah. like, I don't look like this guy.
0: This guy's cool.
1: He is cool. He, I'm gonna... I mean, not to just get too off topic, but in Big Trouble in Little China, he plays a complete loser, and he's still super cool. <laughs> yeah. The entire point is that he sucks. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not good at anything. He's He's just super idiotic and has this... He has these delusions of grandeur about how he's the savior of whatever situation he's in, that he's a cowboy and he's just stupid and sucks at everything. And he's still a badass in that.
0: But going to that redneck theme, I mean, I'm not trying to undermine people that are from the South. But there is an the idea that rednecks are, f- are family. That they, that they come from a family. And then Cowboy Bebop is cowboys. And there's not usually in cowboy stories a family I mean, there's, like, ranchers and stuff, but when you think about a cowboy, it's not about them yeah, trying to form a family. Yeah, you think of Clint Eastwood. Yeah, now, they, now they now ride now. around on horses and shoot shit and... Be cool. Be cool. Um, and so there's, there's just by having those sort of two themes, you get this, like, totally different focus. Because on the surface, they're, they're both kind of bounty hunters. You know, they fly around in spaceships and fulfill their bounties, and they don't give a shit about anybody in their world. But because they've put this redneck veneer on it, you've got, like, oh, this is secretly about family. And when you say cowboys, it's, like, all about being hard-ass, at hard cool loner people.
1: Yeah, which is why I appreciate Jet being in that is because uh, he's not like that. I don't know. I, I mean, again, it's been a while since I've seen the entire series front to back, but I feel like it, they're... It is revealed that there's more, especially with Faye Valentine.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, on the surface, much like Rocket, there's a lot that we know happens, has happened to Rocket, but we never see those things. Although he, I always love his, like, everybody's got dead people line, like, (laughs) whatever. And that's probably more the way Cowboy Bebop operates. Like, everybody's got a dark and horrible past. And they're not trying to, like, rectify it the same way. The Guardians are. Yeah. Like, it's assumed that, like, Jet was in a really bad battle or war. You know, Face had a hard life. Spikes lost somebody. Edward's probably had a terrible family life.
1: Edward doesn't seem to have a family and lived on <laughs> Earth, which... Underground.
0: Yeah, Ed has got Ed had a problems. terrible,
1: lonely life.
0: I don't think Ed realizes how lonely their life was. <laughs> I
1: know.
0: <laughs> but then... But they don't act on those things. Yeah. They don't like go because this happened to me. I've got to do something. Like All Drax is like, my wife and child were killed. I have to do this. Um, Nebula is like, my dad that kidnapped me is an asshole. I have to kill him.
1: I mean, also, Cowboy Bebop is in a Marvel movie. <laughs> They're not trying to wrap everything up and make it like. How can we appeal to the most people at once in 2 hours and
0: revenge revenge is apparently very
1: appealing <laughs> Well yeah, I feel like cuz you take everybody's got dead people and everybody does but who wouldn't want to be like take the exact thing that either whether, whether it killed somebody or whether it's something that wronged you take that exact thing that you hold on to that just like pisses you off and defines who you are in a certain way and just tell it to fuck off and just beat it you know? Yeah,
0: and and get rid of it. Like Drax calls up Ronan and is just like, "I am going to confront you," and it's and it's bad. Like he's he is spru- not winning that battle at all. I was I got- rewatching it and I was like, I remembered he called him up, but I forgot how bad he was at fighting.
1: I I liked that kind of reversal where he he calls him up, he confronts this guy, and he's like, "Uh, okay, whatever," and just kicks his ass without even trying.
0: Yeah, I am um, especially in the second one, but even in this one. Jax is like your, either you're a little too old dad or a little or your grandpa, who's not senile, but definitely tells really terrible dad jokes, doesn't understand the context of what's going on around him, to, uh, like, so says, like, off-color remarks, or, like, you know, instead of just saying, like, oh, what's your friend's name, like, the one that starts with a D, he'll go, like, oh, you know, your gay friend, and you're like, can you not describe my friends in, like, these very, like, singular terms, this is upsetting, he just says whatever he's got on his brain and always acts like he's having fun. Like the person that always acts like they're having fun on a vacation when everybody else is miserable. And you're like, I hate you. I know you're not having fun, but you act like you're having fun. And that pisses me off. But I just, I can imagine him in like a fisher's cap being like, yeah, there are no, no, no fish. Shirt, though. No shirt. Still no shirt. Yeah, no, I know there's no fish, but aren't we having fun as a family? And you're like, no, we're not.
1: Isn't there a scene where he, where they're prepping for the final battle, and he's holding two different shirts and just throws them both to the ground?
0: <laughs> I think it's a shirt and pants. Okay. Like he's changing, and he's got like the full outfit, and he like throws the shirt away. Okay. I I just watched it today, and I think he, I think it's that he has like the pants and the top, and he's okay. like, no, no top.
1: I liked that. It's a lot funnier than I remember, which like weird because that's. It's entire reputation is that it's funny and charming but it is like really funny yeah and dave bautista is really good it, i think he's different. he's the best he's awesome
0: like they shoot a guy and he goes ow my neck and they shoot him again like it's a, i was like that's mean it's joke but it's mean and it's also like they didn't even have to throw it in there they didn't have to put it there yeah. but they just needed this little like extra funny piece as they're trying to escape the prison they like shoot a guy to get him out of the way, and he goes, out the my
1: leg neck. joke.
0: Yeah, the leg joke. And he, and Rocket's constantly obsessed with people's prosthetics because he does know. it with the eye.
1: Yeah, and I kind of like that because he himself is kind of an augmented cyborg yeah. character, and so him being obsessed with other people's prosthetics is kind of neat. And also making him a raccoon, I don't know Guardians of the Galaxy comics at all, so I don't know if he's always been a raccoon, but yeah. it's a stroke of genius to have the kind of creepy, fidgety inventor... Character super smart, but also can just turn all these random bits of junk into uh, into super weapons or super technology. That being a raccoon is just such a good. Uh...
0: And I think we all have like a warm feeling to raccoons, even though we know they're terrible.
1: No, they're not terrible. I love they, them. They
0: eat trash. <laughs>
1: so what? I we think do humans, too. I,
0: somebody told me, and I could be wrong. We're allergic to their poop. Like it's like toxic to us. <laughs> Like, like the way like cats can have a thing that like changes your brain so you like cats, it's totally real thing, right? Yeah,
1: that's. But like with
0: raccoon poop, it's like actually toxic to us. And I was like, "What?" And they have those little hands, those little cute hands that do so many things. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I really like. I have a soft spot for rodents, though. I reckon they're really
0: cute, but I'm just saying we kind of know they're not. They don't have fond wishes towards us. They're gonna eat all our food, steal our shit. Rob our graves. Much like Rocket, he would just... If, if the rest of the Guardians died, he
1: would just take the ship, all their stuff. He'd feel bad, but then he'd do it.
0: Yeah, their money.
1: He'd, he'd be sad. I mean, Groot he's... would
0: make him bury them. <laughs> him the <laughs> yeah, girl. that's true. Groot would totally do that. Um, but yeah, there's all this implied, like, Rocket has terrible backstory, but we never...
1: Yeah, I'm fine with that, because I don't need to explore every one of those characters' backstories, because we hardly know why the villain exists.
0: Oh, and that was what, one of the things I wrote down. Both have terrible villains. Yeah, I can Like, some... Cowboy Bebop doesn't even really have villains so much. I mean, they have problems that occur and people they battle, but they're never, like, this one big guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's Vicious, and he wronged Spike, but I honestly cannot remember what... It's
0: more situations are difficult, and there's, like, individual people in that situation that they have to get past, but there's not, like, a... There's not, like, a mob boss they're constantly having to pay money to. There's no, like...
1: They didn't do, they do mention, like, the syndicate.
0: Kind of.
1: And that's, yeah. like...
0: There's... I mean, there's no NovaCore. There's no, like, Federation of Planet shit. Yeah. Which I was trying to figure out if that was, like, an American thing. Because, like, Star Trek has the... Federa- I think it's the Federation of Planets or something like that.
1: I've never seen a single Star Trek thing. Which I told George Decay to his face. I was like, <sighs> I've never seen Star Trek.
0: You are horrible. But... Did he say, oh my...
1: Uh, he said, well, I said I gave him Rodan, which is a Godzilla spin-off from 1956, Toho's first color movie. Uh, and I gave it to him because he did the dubs for it early on in his career. And uh, I said, look, I've never seen Star Trek. I've never seen any Star Trek, but I am a huge monster movie fan. And he sees Rodan. He's like, oh, my, you're a historian, aren't you? And I'm like, yes, I am, George great. k."
0: So, Star Trek has, like, a, you know, like, a government of... So does Metroid. Yeah. And even, you know, Star Wars does. And then I was trying to think if there was any, like, Japanese or Asian space things that had that.
1: Metroid is the only one I can think of.
0: Yeah. Because there really isn't... There aren't, like... There are cops and, like, space cops in Cowboy Bebop. But not really. They're never, like, a big problem or some...
1: Also, especially on the first one, I was never sure if the in the first episode with asimov another stupid fucking reference it's like do you really expect that to go over people's heads and i wonder if that's the kind of thing because i saw a movie called stacy where it was a zombie movie really great um where they had the romero task force or the bruce willis's right hand too which was the chainsaw that they used and I'm like, are these references that watching them as, as an American since they're referencing our stuff? It's like...
0: Oh, yeah. Most likely. Like, um, I really like the Hellsing series, all of it. Like the manga. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like the first anime a lot better because it also has excellent mu- music. It's on Hulu, too. But the first one has amazing music. Te- they changed some of it and it's terrible. But the music's great. Um, And the name of the vampire is Alucard. Yeah, And it's like, I think it's enough of a translation in the language that they don't see the reference. Because they're seeing different letters. Yeah. So they're just doing it fanatically. So they so it totally works for them.
1: It also happens in Castlevania. So I wonder if that's just a goof. Like or- you
0: don't say zombie in zombie movies?
1: Oh, well, I mean, because in Castlevania they fight Dracula. But then Alucard is like Dracula's son or something and is a main character. And, oh, and Alucard is the pseudonym that Dracula used in The Batman vs. Dracula, which is a great scene because he shows up to Bruce Wayne's party and says, Oh, I'm Alucard. And Bruce Wayne's like, Hmm. So he steals a, a tray from a waiter at, like, the waitstaff at the party. Like, she pulls all the shit off of it and takes a tray from one of the waiters, steals lipstick from a woman, writes Alucard on the tray, and then stands in front of a mirror (laughs) to determine that it means that it's just Dracula That's when you know Batman
0: is no longer smart. (laughs) It's
1: like, he's the world's greatest detective. He should hear Alucard go, okay, and figure it out. It's it's such a ridiculous uh, scene. Just, like,
0: sigh internally, like... (laughs) Like, Dracula is no smarter than, like, a 14-year-old writing <laughs> <laughs> fan fiction, you know? Like, sigh. This isn't going to be easy.
1: Well, it's going to be extremely easy if the best Dracula can come up, can come up with to disguise his identity. It's his name backwards. But yeah.
0: Um, but yeah. But neither the, here nor there. But I, I assume on these things that, because it's phonetic, most likely, you know what I mean, that it's, yeah. the, it's it is obscured enough. That we don't know, you know. Yeah. Um, like you could do something with Tetsuo here. From Yeah, from that's Kira. true.
1: That's kind of what I was wondering because all these references to Western writers or celebrities. I definitely thought the Karim Abdul-Jabbar one was neat because he was built and moves just like he does in whatever the fuck Bruce Lee movie <laughs> where he fights him.
0: I don't, even, I don't know these that oh, well.
1: He fights Bruce Lee in, I don't know, Get like, just look it up afterwards on Wikipedia <laughs> and then just go into Audacity and make your voice deeper and just edit that in so it okay. looks like I know what I'm talking about. But sure. he's freaking huge. He moves like a spider. So I really like, because he, he plays this like blind guy, sensitive stunts, so who's just flailing his limbs around. So I kind of liked that they translated that to Cowboy Bebop. Or I could be off-base and that's not at all the inspiration. It's just... uh a uh, coincidence
0: it could be a coincidence um but unlikely i mean it's it's you know their own little like fanboy moments and i think that's a lot of filmmaking in general mm-hmm. is how can i reference the things i love like, how can I put in this thing I know?
1: We already talked about this. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. And I'm definitely guilty of it.
0: But I yeah. hate it. You referenced Short Circuit 2 once. <laughs> in a film. And every, I remember you telling this story and all your friends were like, we do not know what this they is. They weren't
1: like that. But it was 10 at night on the day of filming. I'm telling this to everybody else, too. And I had been referencing Short Circuit 2 multiple times as a point of... Reference It's like, oh, yeah, this scene is gonna be like short circuit 2. This moment in short circuit 2, and I was convinced this was like ET, which by the way, I've never seen. I was convinced that short circuit 2 was just the beloved children's classic that everyone has seen it. And then 10 o'clock at night, the day the only day of filming for the 48 hour film fest, uh,
0: just go look it up, continue, look it
1: up. Uh, the actors are like, We have, I have no idea what you're talking about, I've never seen short circuit 2.
0: Everybody should see this movie yeah, though. It's, it's ridiculous. It's great
1: and probably hasn't aged well because Fisher Stevens, star of Super Mario Brothers. Uh, Is he in that? He played Iggy andor Spike. He played the Koopa, one of the Koopa guys.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, he's not King Koopa.
1: No. That's. Yeah. I was Dennis like. That's Hopper.
0: Yeah, I was like, that's That movie's
1: fucking awesome. I want to watch that. Can we not talk about Guardians of the Galaxy and talk about Mario <laughs> we'll find, Brothers?
0: We'll, we'll, find, we'll find a way to work Mario Brothers in. Only was, if we can compare it to a really serious animated film.
1: Oh. Because that would be funny. Let's do Ghost in the Shell and then like Mario well, Brothers. Well, right now I'm doing
0: Ghost in the Shell and just Ghost in the Shell with um, <laughs> Thursday's husband, which okay. would be a really interesting conversation because he basically is the smartest programmer I know. No, what, but there's got to be some, about? like a brothers movie that would go with, uh...
1: <laughs> Grave of the Fireflies? No, is that that's too sisters? dark. <laughs>
0: Somebody gave me something for Grave of the Fireflies. But something, something about brothers or siblings. Something...
1: There's probably not a whole lot of animated movies about brothers.
0: Oh, there probably is. I know.
1: It's... I feel
0: like if you go to anime, there's a lot more like, like just a story, but it happens to be animated. Yeah. Like less crazy stuff.
1: No, we'll talk about Mario Brothers, because Mario Brothers, they're kind of brothers, but also it's pretty nebulous, because uh, Bob Hoskins is like 20 years older than John Leguizamo. And British.
0: (laughs) And John Leguizamo is Puerto Rican. (laughs) Uh,
1: I love that movie so freaking much. I think the
0: backstory to the live-action movie is that Bob Hoskins was a real plumber, and he went into a place to prepare it, and he found an abandoned baby, and he just claims he's that guy's brother, (laughs) and doesn't explain it at all. You've seen um, *Cinema Sins*. The *Cinema Sins* for that one is the best. Like,
1: I refuse.
0: It's so good. I love it.
1: There's no sins in that movie.
0: *Cinema Sins* is great. If anybody's listening still, for when you don't want to watch a movie because you know it's kind of bad, but you want to know what happened in it, it takes you about twenty minutes. You have a concrete reason to never watch it, and you know what happened, which makes you feel kind of okay about it.
1: Yeah, the only problem here is that *Mario Brothers* is amazing.
0: Yeah, but I did that with watching. I did that with the third X-Men movie, like the the
1: I haven't seen Not First
0: Class, but Age of Apocalypse or whatever.
1: What are we talking about?
0: I don't know. I'll get us back on topic. Don't you worry. I'm good at this. Um uh,
1: Let me just talk about one thing that annoyed the shit out of me in like right off the bat in Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. Where his mom is like, "Peter, you got in a fight. Why did you get in a fight again, Peter?" And then, and then Chris Pratt, baby Chris Pratt is like Someone one of the boys squished a frog and he didn't do nothing wrong. And it's like, oh, it's established he's like a kind soul, he cares even for like sticking yeah. up for the downtrodden he, even a frog, even a dead frog, he's willing to defend the honor of that frog. Literally, five minutes later, when he's dancing around singing the song, he's just like kicking the shit out of all the vermin <laughs> he finds and like screaming into their faces.
0: Yeah, that's some bad storytelling there. Like it's maybe
1: terrible. it's like this thing that you established that he like is a deeply caring person, but you know maybe he has issues expressing that. Once he is this like tough. Uh, what's the what's the pirate word? Swashbuckler. Okay. Uh, cruising through space, being a cool badass, but he still has that part of him that cares about the downtrodden. All that is thrown out the window. In like the first two minutes, we they know beat we up got. on those
0: like rat lizards in like the uh, second movie too.
1: Really? Because they,
0: they they gamble with them in yeah, the first in the, one. In
1: the first one, they're all over the place and they're just not doing well. <laughs> the sports. The, the only things the need, Guardians in the Galaxy, are those rat lizards.
0: <laughs> I. This is a good segue though. One of the things, and this might be my own proclivity, but when you sort of examine an animated film that's similar to a live action film, you can sort of see that the animated film was doing more complex things or being more progressive or showing a wider range of viewpoints um, or being more tolerant than the, the live action movie. And what I wrote down was there is a lot of people as property in guardians of the galaxy. People as like tradable commodities. I mean, yeah. And they're bounty hunters in in guardians of the galaxy, but there's less like slaves, like outright slavery. (laughs) Whereas in guardians of the galaxy, I mean, essentially rocket was kind of a slave. Gamora was a slave. Um, Peter was kind of a slave. That pink lady that works for the collector, slave.
1: Pink ladies. One of them gets killed. And the other one thinks it's better to kill herself in the vain hope that she can kill the collector than keep living this life. And similar to that, there's no people of color in this movie that just exist as regular looking people. No. There's like, you know, like you get John C. Riley, who's not a regular looking person to begin with, (laughs) or Chris Pratt. And they just get to exist as they do, and they have a cool costume. There's the, like, black bounty hunter at the beginning who has, like, a fucked up face with all the metal sticking out of it. Yeah. The Drax kills. There's, there's, like, right at the end, there's just an extra near Nova Prime. And it's a black guy, but he's painted blue for just no discernible reason. And it's really just kind of...
0: But, like, and there's a lot of like buying people. Like, when they go to the collector, the collector wants to buy Groot. Yeah. Like, he's like, once you die, I want you. I mean, he's at least a little better than most of them have been so far. But there's just so much of that. And Cowboy Bebop, they're capturing people, but there's not this idea that people will be put into like slavery and work. You know what I mean? That they will be for, they are being punished for crime, but they're not a commodity. To be like used for their like peopleness. Yeah,
1: on the off chance they actually managed to catch a bounty. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I, I was I was kind of struck by how infrequently that happens. I didn't remember it.
0: Yeah, that they were kind of bad at what they had to do. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, well, because
1: Spike is actually kind of emo and can't help like oh, it's a woman with uh with a backstory. I can't. I'm pregnant. Her. Yeah, uh, not really pregnant though. She's pregnant with drugs.
0: Yeah. So, but yeah, that people as property, and that's not something, like, large-scale slavery. Like, people can be in slave situations where they have to do things that they wouldn't normally do for money or to get something else. Like, pregnant with drugs, woman. But there's not this idea of, like, owning a person. Which is all over Guardians of the Galaxy. That you can own people. That you can take them and they can be yours.
1: Yeah, even Peter Quill. Yeah. Is... Has that exact same. Also, I really like at the end just how they're like, we were supposed to deliver him to his dad. It's Like, ah, oh, he's a jackass anyway. It's like the whole story is just hinges on the fact that you're bad at your job. But like, no, they
0: actually explain all that in the second one, oh. and it's a good explanation. It's a good like why they took him, why they didn't give him up, like okay. what problems that has created in the whole fabric. Sylvester Stallone's in the sequel. He's kind of awesomely what the weird. Fuck is
1: Sylvester Stallone still doing alive? honestly. Oh, Sylvester yeah. Stallone looks like a poorly aged version of himself. But, uh, I'm going to be up for a job. This is like my anxiety brain speaking where I'm like, oh, I'm up for a job and they're like, well, you did shit on Sylvester Stallone doing a podcast in 2017. I had a nightmare that I made a break that I had to direct a movie and it was the Beyblade movie. Like it was a Beyblade reboot. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to go on like Press Junkets to be like, yeah, it was really great adapting the rich lore of Beyblade, and <laughs> I and I was just, like, sad. It was a dream. Where was you it st- a
0: live-action Yeah,
1: like, it was a live-action...
0: Whitewashed remake?
1: Yeah, we're rebooting Beyblade for, you know, whatever. It was, like, that kind of movie. Yeah. Um, And I just had to go and pretend that I was super stoked about directing Beyblade, and I wasn't. And it was just a sad dream that you kind of felt in your
0: bones. (laughs) that is really sad. Um, We'll segue into the final question, which you already touched upon, but I asked the other two people this, and I'm going to keep asking it, because I think it's kind of an interesting question. What animated movie have you cried at, or do you use to cry? And maybe I only use... Oh, maybe I'm the weirdo that uses animated movies to cry.
1: I don't really use things to cry. Uh, And plenty of... I cry a lot of shit. I cry at Starship Troopers pretty regularly. Robocop. Uh, Paul Verhoeven, I guess, generally is good for that. But animated, Iron Giant, or uh, Your Name. What part
0: of Iron Giant? Is it the deer?
1: It's not the deer, and it's not Superman either, because I think Superman, where he sacrifices himself, is the part where people like really get it. But it's where the giant, like even think about, it, I'm getting kind of goosebumpy, mm-hmm. because it's where he thinks that uh, Hogarth is dead. After, mm. Like I forget what exactly happens, but he gets like flung across the snow, and yeah, no, I can't remember. And he sees him, and he like pokes him, and he looks dead, like the deer at the beginning. And that's when the giant, like, just goes berserk and starts destroying things. Like, that, like, for so long he's been able to not even bury his intended purpose. Like, his intended purpose he's pretty much forgotten about. But just that idea of feeling so desperate and seeing the only person who really cared for you uh, just, just dying in front of you bringing out this uncontrollable rage and you really just destroying all that they have tried to convince you of like no people are good and they can be your friends if they understand you throwing that all out the window because you're just so enraged by like just the brutality of it all that's the part that really gets me uh i kind of made a weird not tradition but it just kind of happened where like the night before prom or before like a yeah i think it was like prom i would i watched The Iron Giant, and it happened like three times in a row, but it was never intentional. But then I realized, I was like, why why does this keep happening?
0: Because it's just that kind of movie.
1: Yeah, you want to watch it before. The best night of your life. Peaking early. (laughs)
0: Like a giant robot said to destroy the planet, you peak early, and then you make art the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, so I like that. And obviously, The Iron Giant is just Groot. (laughs) Like... Like, I mean, both played by Vin Diesel, too. Can we talk about Vin Diesel? The cast and The <laughs> Furious? I was going to wrap this up, but we can talk about it after.
0: Well, thank you very much. We're going to wrap this up. Remember to keep watching animated films and telling people that they're good and that they're not just for kids. And, um, yeah. Talk to you next time.